Hello and welcome to the Car Sim and Race Driver Show with me, Hugh Hattrick, and my very special co-host. It is Andrew Marr. Hello, hello. It's good to see you tonight. <laughs> and uh, I only we barely got started because we were so busy talking about things beforehand. So sorry for being a couple of minutes late, but we're now ready to go and can't wait to get on with the show. Now, we've got a few headlines. So you're about to see that you had some F1 headlines there as well, Andrew. What were your well, just, just bits and pieces, really, because it's quite interesting. The rumour mill's been going nuts about, uh, well, the made-up rumour mill to try and keep people watching F1 newsies. Yeah. Uh, that um, Toto Wolff was definitely going to be leaving and Hamilton's going to be leaving and Vettel's going to Mercedes and all sorts of stupid things like that. Well, it turns out that it's been known within the Mercedes team for quite a long time that someone extremely important to the Mercedes team has already left. It's actually it was February and it's yeah. like with Paul Morgan. Paul Morgan's a British engineer that uh, worked and, and sort of did his apprenticeship, if that, that's such a thing, for Formula One engineers. <laughs> <laughs> with Cosworth, you know, it learned his trade in Cosworth and, and and then worked for Ilmore, which I've spoken about a few times. It's a British company, which for a very long time made the Mercedes Formula One engines and then got bought by Mercedes and repackaged as AMG HPP, High Performance yeah. Power Plants or Powertrains or whatever. And that's uh, in a place called Brixworth near Northampton. Mm -hmm between Northampton and Market Harbour, which is um, in South Leicestershire, in the home of Golden Wonder Crisps, the second best crisps in the world after Walker's, which is also in Leicestershire. And um, he's he's the guy. After the, uh, the, the founders of Ilmore were Mario Illion and um, Paul Morgan. Um, sorry, I've got the name of the guy that's, that's leaving completely wrong. Where's he gone? Andy Cowell is actually the one that's left. Paul Morgan was one of the founders, and, and Paul Morgan died. And then that's why Mercedes then bought them, instead of just used them as a, as a, as a sort of a customer engine or whatever. Yeah. And, and um, Andy Cowell has been the guy that has, he's the man. He's, he's a sort of a multi-talented brains behind their dominant engine oh. from 2014 onwards. Yeah. Uh, and he's sort of moving on to other things. And it's interesting because they've kind of, you know, gardening leave when people who are important get told to go and do something interesting for a while so no one else can nick them and take their oh, knowledge. Yeah, well, they couldn't yeah. do that with him. So what they've done is they've given him other projects to do that are very important in Mercedes to make sure that the people like Honda and Renault, who have <laughs> definitely been offering large yeah. sums of money, has oh, got yeah. to go there. Because this is not like one of the little engineers. This is the guy running running the company. Yeah, yeah. And but he also is an engineer. He's he's had serious hands in the design of the engines. You see. Yeah. yeah. So they're <laughs> desperate to keep him in some capacity so he wouldn't go. Not just so they don't lose him, but so the other guys don't get the benefit. Uh, um, I know it's quite a thing, isn't it? But not Toto Wolf, and it never would have been Toto Wolf. They're just ridiculous. The stuff they make up. It's just yeah, crazy. I think I think Jordan Wolf really quite enjoys his position. I think he quite likes what he's doing. Yeah. So I, yeah. I think at that point, and he's still quite young overall in, in that in that kind of uh, position. So I think there's plenty of time yet for, for him to stay. I don't think there'd be any major moves like that. And whether Hamilton eventually quits, I think he'll he, I think he'll want to equal um, Schumacher's record because he's so close to it. But I think, as you say, he will want to try and get there and then potentially beat it. Because if he gets seven, then you know he's going to think. Well, come on, you're going to try and get eight, 
And yeah. you to try and do a bit more, haven't you? At least I just thought, why would he go to Ferrari? A lot of stuff have been saying, has been talking about how Ferrari is now the third team because it seems from the pre season testing and other stuff they're doing that Red Bull is quicker. So why would Hamilton go there? He, he wouldn't. It's, it's one thing for a, a science who's never won a race but shows real promise to go. Yeah. That's one yeah. thing. But for a six times world champion and the most you know dominant force in Formula One at the moment to yeah. just go, I'll tell you what. I'll put a seventh world title or an eighth world title in jeopardy by just going to that mess yeah. that's known as Ferrari because they are a mess. Yeah. I would like to quickly welcome all our viewers and subscribers as well because we've got a number of new subscribers. Ooh. We had nine in the last week, in fact, ever since we started our uh, special video of, you know, the, let's get to a thousand subscribers. Um, <laughs> live, and I've got the prize there behind me. Um, but uh, so I also did a video this week. I don't know if you yeah, saw it. I did actually take it down because it was such a joke. I, I, I one of my friends suggested, why don't I do one of these sub for sub um, uh, things? And so I thought, well, I'll try it. Nothing wrong, and I actually can't harm anybody. A what for it. what? It's called a sub for subs. So in other words, if you subscribe, like a sandwich. Yeah, well, <laughs> I wish it was. It would have been a bit more interesting. Um, okay. But uh, <laughs> if you sub sub to somebody else's channel, they should do the same for you. And there's all these free advertising, and then yeah, I do. But I so I I joined one, and I put out the same kind of post as what many of people put out, saying it'd be great to get to a thousand subscribers. Even you know the first hundred would be great, and obviously I'll subscribe. I subscribed. The two people put comments down. All the other ones seem to have hundreds of them. I put two, I, I had two comments on mine. And uh, I so I subscribed to the other two. They said, look, we want to have proof that you've subscribed. So I sent a little screenshot and not one of them uh, subscribed back. Um, <laughs> so I ended up just saying after a couple of days, I'll oh, well, give them time to subscribe. But they seemed very quick to make sure I did it and then they didn't bother. So I just yeah. unsubscribed for both of them. And then it was such a joke. I did a video because I thought, well, here I am, I'm doing all this stuff and either I'm being ignored or it's just a complete nonsense. Uh, and as far as I can see, it's a complete nonsense. It's just, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's playing, it's playing the game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and they expect you to stay with them. So I just put that video down because it wasn't worth it. I thought, I'm not going to bother going into it. Um, we're growing the channel in, in normal and good ways, and we're seeing that growth. We're seeing, uh, you know, bigger uh, viewership as well, which is good. Um, so thanks to everyone uh, who has already subscribed and, of course, to our new subscribers as well. And normally what we try and do is we have our, our kind of live stream uh, on a Sunday night where we would commentate. And sometimes we do that on Podbean or on YouTube, but it's either one of the other ones. But we always try and let you know. And, of course, we always have our Thursday night stream here as you're watching now on YouTube. Um, and we're building that up as we go. Now, Ant was very helpful because he had said, and I know he's watching just now, why don't we try, things yeah. are good yes why don't we try using um uh, other footage um you know because there's there's like a common uh, area uh, footage so in other words if somebody on youtube has made a video already you can in some cases if they've ticked certain boxes you can actually use that footage uh, but you've got to do like commentary on it or give a different view and things like that it's quite complicated um, so this is how they do those montages they do the voiceovers too Yes, yeah. So that's kind of so I have had a look at that because I thought, could I find any races that perhaps we could use and then commentate on? Um, maybe there might even be some, uh, you know, quite like British touring car or something that was quite exciting to watch. Um, but at the moment, there hasn't been much I can find um, that works because I need to then record that screen. Put that as a <laughs> video. Happening. 
It's quite interesting, but I have taken it on board because we want to make sure that all our viewers and listeners um, have a chance to be part of the show and be part of uh, what's happening and to obviously want to inter interact with us. That, that's the key thing. Um, and that's what we're really hoping to try and do, because we are trying our best and we hope that we're funny and we hope that we're exciting and interesting and different to what is already out there, which I think we are for sure. <laughs> well, so, I'll tell you what is funny mm -hmm. is this idea that it's a surprise that Carlos Sainz has said he's not going there as a number two, he's going there to win races and he'll work with the team and his teammate to do it. Uh -huh. And what, what, they just make up nothing. I mean, it's like, no, what that really competitive Formula One racing driver has been doing really well and. You know, growing and gaining maturity, it's going to get to the biggest team in the world and not try to win. I know it's, it's crazy. Wow. No way! I know you've seen the Netflix program. You know the one where they from last year, um, which is very good. I have to admit, I really do enjoy it. The Netflix Drive to Survive, and on it they had a uh, very short clip from Zach Brown, uh, just from last year when Steins joined them because he'd only been there a year, and mm. um, this will be his second year. And he said, oh, I think Carlos will be with us for many years to come. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, all right, well, there and we are. Before, before he moved to Ferrari, I mean, I've yeah. now seen footage in an interview with the same guy uh, and with Otmar Thingajik, the other guy, or is he oh, yeah. Racing Point? No, he's, he's, he's from McLaren, oh, whatever, where they said that they knew he was, that Ferrari were asking about him months ago long long time ago and they had already given permission for carlos to um talk to them so they knew that given the chance he'd go so i mean i, I thank mclaren for giving him the chance because i'm really good. glad mclaren is getting better and the car's getting better you know it's fantastic we're both mclaren fans i mean nobody can yeah. tell you're a mclaren fan because you're not wearing a hat <laughs> but um <clears throat> that was irony for any americans out there <laughs> um, because he is wearing the hat. Yeah, how, I was going to say, how many teams am I representing today? Well, I don't know, but they're all orange, so just one. Yeah, I, mean, I won't show you my orange shorts. You, your face is pink, so maybe you're in <laughs> a, a Mercedes clone as well, you know, Blamange, Mercedes. <laughs> so, yeah, I, but this year it's not going to be a race winner. Well, it might be. We can imagine McLaren won some races this year. I would look like such a fool, but I'd be a happy fool. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know, I, was, I mean, I think of Saints and, and uh, uh, or Flando Norris as well. I mean, they punched above their weight last year. They certainly got, they were right in there. Most of the, most of the tracks, they were pretty competitive overall. And much was made of how well they got on. And in the same way that it used to frustrate and annoy me when they go, David Coulthard's too much of a gentleman to be a racing driver. And you're like, oh, shut up, you stupid people. You don't have to be an arse. You don't have yeah. to be Schumacher and knock people off the track. To be a good racing driver, what you have to be is fast. I mean, yeah. Ricardo is known for being a hell of a racing driver, but he doesn't knock people off the track. He overtakes yeah. them cleanly. Now, <clears throat> Sainz and Lando Norris had a really good relationship on and off yeah. the track because off the track they were good mates, and on the and, and on the track they were respectful but firm. Yeah. This idea that you have to hate, I mean, it's an ego problem. That's what it is. If, if yeah. you have to, have to be nasty to your teammate, you're threatened yeah. by them and, you've, and you're not confident in your abilities. But if you're yeah. confident in your abilities, you know what you can do. I mean, look at Bottas. Bottas yeah. is teamed with 
arguably the fastest racing driver of our generation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly the most successful. He's got the team around him. Uh -huh. Rather than throwing a hissy fit, every single season, every year, he examines himself, examines his driving style, and he tries to learn. He's already said for this year that he has been working on specific areas of his driving style to beat Lewis, to get more out of the car that he couldn't get out of it before. What a fantastic attitude. And all people do is go, well, he's going to be replaced soon by Vettel. No, he's going to be replaced soon by George Russell. No, he's going to be replaced soon by a Wombat. No, yeah. they're not going to replace him because he is working really hard with an excellent attitude and confidence in his own abilities and in the fact that he can grow. What yeah. more would you yeah. want? He's still yeah. winning races. See, it was quite. It's very. I mean, it is much more business-like now, where they're, they're You know, everything is kind of recorded and, and and discussed before it comes out, so you don't really get the drivers' real views of. I mean, yes, to get to some degree, you, you probably get a bit of it. Um, but in the old days, you know, I mean, when I was watching in the early stages, it was good. At you know, yeah, he's good, but then he's funny. I do like Vettel because I remember there was it was Canada a few years ago when there was was it pigeons on the track or seagulls or something on the track, um, and they were joking, saying how they kept up to avoid hitting the seagull, um, and the seagull kept sitting there. I remember it was in qualifying, and one of the two, and then um, Hamilton's being interviewed, and at the same time Vettel happens to walk past. It was on the Sky interviews, and then they stop him, and so the two of them are talking away about this wretched pigeon or this bird that's on, <laughs> on YouTube. And how it wouldn't move for him, it wouldn't move for him. And so they, they, I don't think they ran it over, but they were, you know, they were mighty close um, to this thing. Um, and it was hilarious. You got to actually see what they were like. And I, I like Vettel. I like his character. I think he's quite, he's quite yeah. you know, he's over the he, limit he, of it. He has, and he shows his human. He shows his human yeah. side. Yeah, um, I, like I don't, I don't, and I've never liked it when he was having these hissy fits. And he certainly, he's never someone that would admit if he's done wrong or if he's kind of well, oh see i was going to say there. that then man you few sportsmen will but not yeah many. i mean there is that thing isn't there um yeah. when he did the multi-21 fiasco with Mark yeah. Webber, and yeah. Mark being australian <laughs> like that, was like straight away i'm gonna <laughs> yeah. and all this kind of stuff and it's all on camera and live and they can't stop it because Webber's gonna have him uh, and you can see he's like, oh, uh, uh, uh. and then afterwards <laughs> he goes straight away. He goes, I think I made a mistake there. He's <laughs> like, yeah. really? Did you? See, I remember watching the old videos of like uh, Senna um, going to McLaren, and of course he went to McLaren when Prost was there. So you can imagine, you know, Prost was seen as like the best driver at the time. You know, he'd beaten Lauda and all these ones. It was really massive. And at that point, they were like the gladiators of the sport. It was it was huge. It was absolutely massive. And amazing enough, it was only just going being shown live on BBC at that time, the yeah. Grand Prix. You know, yeah. it hadn't been going that long. They had tended to get highlights and things, but they didn't always get all the races. Yeah. And so could you imagine a young chap like Senna who had shown incredible potential, had won in, in the Lotus, had won... And Prost was one of his... Yeah, it's, it's kind of... Well, yeah. not, I almost the word, not hero. You know, he looked Certainly. up to Prost. He really did. I respected um, him. Yeah, but Prost... I mean, I've seen the I've seen the interviews where they're together and he was saying, Senna is naive. Uh -huh. I think genuinely naive. He thinks he's got in there and there's going to be fairness and they're going to have this bad battle on the track and yeah. it's going to be fine. Yeah. And Prost wanted to win. Yeah. And he, he and would do whatever he needed to do to win. 
It's so a great, when, you know, it, it did send and learned a lesson, became bitter, and I had to go back in him the next year, didn't it? It's like, <laughs> well, the thing is, there's a great clip of the two of them sitting on a sofa, um, and then process can two people have equal, you know, become equal world champions? And Senna, as must have been in the second year, said, no, straight away, only one person can win it, you know, so it's like, you know. It was quite. It was pretty. It was pretty much evident um, that they were. I was saying it was was uh, Prost Senna's idol. I, I think he suddenly respected him um, and knew that he was the one to beat. And I mean, in those days, I mean, and the rivalry was colossal. I mean, we think that it was rivalry in this year with 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 maybe. Well, we've not really seen rivalry for quite some time. Like really, up until Schumacher and Hill. A few years later, you know, because that was pretty touch and go at times. I mean, they had some great comings together in 1995 and things, um, yeah. and at other points. But really, that there wasn't was proper because he had no respect for him. Schumacher had no respect for, for Damon. Yeah, he, yeah, he famously said that Hackenden was his only that he was scared of Hackenden because he was his only uh, only real uh, real kind of challenge. But the other thing you've got to remember is that Schumacher was a canny lad. And uh, he knew, just like Villeneuve did, he knew how to pull strings and set people off. So, yeah. really? Or was he just undermining the confidence of Damon Hill? You know, it, you'll, you'd never really know what was going on inside their head. Because yeah. people in that situation, um, people who aren't like, I don't know, DC or, or uh, Senna, sort of straight. You know, there's the straight people yeah. and there's the people that go around and think about yeah. things and come out with what they need to come out with and the Schumachers and the Villeneuve's and the Alonso's of this world they're the twisty ones and they will say what they need to say yeah which is unfortunate I prefer the, the straight talkers myself yeah, Man Mansell was a straight talker Mansell would be exactly he was there to fight and fight to win <clears throat> uh, but to do it in a proper manner and that's why he got <laughs> fired from everywhere didn't he he was a bull with wheels yeah. so that was the difference the, the others they were sort of like Polite, uh, <laughs> uh. like a bulldozer. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you can just imagine an English version of a bullfight. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish we had the, We need to, obviously you have to get rights and permission to show the F1 races. But there's a great clip um, of the the of Mansell winning in Hungary. I think from was it 13th place? So the lift, the lift to Senna. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is well, what he caught. He, he overtook Senna to, to lead the race uh, because Senna was caught up with a back marker mm. and he caught right up and then he, and he got past him because Senna got closed off behind mm. the back marker and he overtook the two of them yeah. um, and got through and, and won the race in Hungary. And I think that was in the Ferrari um, at the time. And it was an amazing race. You can imagine what Murray Walker did when that happened. Um, but, uh, but you know, because that was the kind of thing when he just charged and, and and that was it. There was kind of real emotion. And I think in today's drivers, they're not being really allowed so much to allow them. You know, to, this to, is why we like the Max Verstappen's. Yeah, yeah. Two-year-old kids just spouting stuff off. This is why we like Kimi Raikkonen because for all that he doesn't say anything, when he says something, it's worth right. listening to because he's just like, nah, I get lost. It, whatever he is, he is him. He's not this yeah. corporate version of him. Um, you know, oh, yes, I watched that earlier. It was very strange. Yeah, well, so that's up all these little matchbox F1 cars yeah. on this big long track, mm. and they've superimposed the commentary to the beginning of some F1 race over it. 
It's just nuts. That's <laughs> funny, isn't it? But it's, yeah, uh, the, the, the yes. I mean, it's so it's such big business now. It's so slick. It's so political. You can't. And because they're representing, this is the worst thing about it. They're not just representing uh, a team. Yeah. They're representing the brand stickered on the teams, like your shirt. Your shirt Aye. shouldn't say anything that would upset those brands because, you know, you're a representative of that company. Yeah. That's what the McLaren used to do with their, their drivers, what DC um, used to talk about, is how that they would have to go around all of the different factories and talk to all these people to keep them happy mm. while because they were representatives of the sponsors as well as the, the Formula One team. Yeah. Um, no, it was quite a thing. One of the other things about um, which was quite funny tonight, they, they sent me a text, uh, an email um, regarding the latest esports race on Formula One because I do the Formula One surveys and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I don't really fill most of them in because most of them are pretty boring. Um, but this one I thought it was all about what did you think of the last esports virtual Grand Prix? So I gave them a pretty poor review only because I just think it really was terrible. And I said, you know, they, they, but they did ask, to be fair. They didn't bother with it, did we? Yeah, we, I mean, we they asked about the commentators, and to be fair, the proper commentators weren't quite so bad. Um, but it was the it was the presenters who overdid it, you know, who did the first bit. Oh. They weren't great. So I said, get rid of the current presenters and put Crofty and Brundle back, or do something with a bit more of an audience and a bit more of a kind of you know interesting thing. It would have yeah. been far better having Damon Hill and uh, Johnny Herbert doing it. They would have been Johnny Herbert. Oh, I looked. Yeah. At, I was watching the Sky. You know, they do thing where they have four like this, but with yeah. four of them, and they talking, and they have that football commentator. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they have Johnny Herbert on, Johnny Herbert and Karen Chandock. I know you don't like Karen Chandock, but I, I quite like I don't, him. I don't mind him. I'm just saying he's a wee bit... But Johnny Herbert is superb. Yeah. Well, I do Johnny like Herbert him. are such a good team, and they are funny, but knowledgeable. You know, it's that the real badness. One of the funniest things I ever saw them do, and I, to any of the people who are listening and watching today, if, if you go onto YouTube and uh, look up uh, Herbert and Hill, do the grid walk because for whatever reason Brundle couldn't do it that week. Uh, I okay. can't remember what race it was. But I couldn't see Damon Hill being very good at that. Johnny Hill was good because he's proper cockney geek, but they were hilarious. Because they? They, they just oh, they, they were just grabbing anybody to get a talk and then they were staying far too long and <laughs> they were doing everything and it was it's really really good. So if you put Herbert and Hill do the grid walk um the F1 grid walk you'll you'll get it. Um, and uh, it's it's bound to be up there, um, and it's like, or the, it might be like their first grid walk, um, and it was it was absolutely brilliant, and it's well worth watching, um, at, uh, because that's kind of what we like. We like some more to build. I mean, Martin Brundle is very good when they do it. Of course, that that will all be away. They won't be allowed to do that. I would have thought they'll be clearing the grids, and there's a whole bunch of things. That Helen Herbert grid walk, German Grand Prix. That will be it. That one. Uh, that's probably it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, so it's well worth watching because it is very very funny. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So but that's, that's, I mean, watching Johnny Herbert for because he's been there and he's I don't know, he's been around and he's been the teammate 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 of uh, Schumacher and and you know he's, he's been about, hasn't he? But he's just such an ordinary bloke. You'd meet him in a pub and you'd have a pint with him, you know. But he does. <laughs> I get told by Ant that he likes expressions I pull when one of you lot start saying how great Top Gear is or something like that. And uh, <laughs> you get he does the same thing. He was doing it earlier and he's not going <laughs> like this. One of them's talking nonsense. He's going, no. 
<laughs> it's like I like you. <laughs> that man, mate, isn't it? It's, yeah. <laughs> it's great. You know, it's kind of like Johnny Herbert, two idiots, and Karen Sandock. You know, it's just. Yeah. No, I've got to be fair. The F, the, 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 the F1 football guy, he's on there. Yeah, actually okay. said something interesting and, and made sense, but it was something that anybody could say. There was no sort of inside knowledge. It was just a vaguely sensible sentence. No. Um, why? why? It's crazy, isn't it? She's like, oh, we've, we've got... Bring back Georgie Thompson. Oh, I miss her. She was fantastic. Yeah, no, she, she was very she good. Was really yeah. Well, similarly, Sky... Useless. Last year, you know, there was a big thing because Sky decided to... Um, put Ted Kravitz in the background more often, um, and to bring Sharon, uh, uh, what's his name, Karen Chadwell. Um, <laughs> it was like Sharon Candock. Sharon Candock. To work with you, I'll swap your letters around. It comes out Hugh Hatfield. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, they, they, he did, he did more. Um, he was doing more kind of interviews or more kind of kind of yeah. um, so similar things to what Ted Kravitz did. And I think by the end of it, they brought Ted back um, because I think he was preferred. I think it's just because he's done it for so long. He's sort of, well, he's kind of like your nerd's best mate. He, yeah, I, I like him. He's very likable and, and he gets the point across well. And similarly, I was watching the, the, the um, Hungarian Grand Prix with Damon Hill one from 1997. It was oh. just out of, uh, last night on Sky Sports. Um, and they had like Hill and, and Herbert, um, and they also had Croft, and they had somebody else who was also out there. So there was another person there. I can't quite remember who it was. Ledger. Uh, oh no, no, it was Ted Kravitz. Ted Kravitz was was also doing it, um, and uh, and he was saying that that was only his second race in the commentary box. He was assisting the commentators. So at oh, that oh, time, yes, it was he, Murray he, Walker. And he was Martin originally Bundle. taken in. Taken in. Sounds like he's a stray cat. He was originally taken on by ITV. Yes. To yeah. replace James Allen in the pit lane. That's right. James yeah. Allen went up to the commentary box to ruin that. Yeah. Uh, and that's and when the did... yeah. Smith Petrol Stop the Cock campaign started. <laughs> and if I could have afforded one of the T-shirts, I'd have owned one. Yeah. Uh, and it worked because he was so awful. It, it's like a bit of Pride and Prejudice where the cousin comes and he's he's got these pre- it's a pre-prepared. It's got this prepared statements that is practiced. Yeah, compliment yeah. the ladies, and that's what James Allen was like. But with the track, you know, yeah. he's see a corner, and he probably write ten different ways of saying they went round it on it on a piece of paper and yeah. try to fit him in. It's like you're not Pamers, <laughs> mate. You don't have to come out with a poem. Just yeah. tell us what's happening, or shut up. I uh, know that was the thing. Uh, here's the next question for you: a quick sub question. What do you think? James Hunt would have made of them getting rid of the grid girls and all the rest of it. <laughs> I think James Hunt would probably have been murdered by a Black Lives Matter feminist movement. He'd, he'd be dead, honestly. They'd find him strung up somewhere by his ghoulies. <laughs> um, James Hunt, I mean, I, I don't, don't tell anybody. I never liked James Hunt. I think he was an arse. He was an arse as a driver, and I don't think he was as fast as they make out. He, yeah. he, he is, if there's ever a, a guy that was in the fastest car, it was him in that McLaren. Yeah. And basically, he spent all of his time like a hoorah Henry, and uh, 
Yeah, he was kind of. I mean, that in the in the film Rush, we kind of get to see a little bit of what he was like. And, and I know he is not one of your favourites. I mean, I really like I like uh, Ron Howard, Richie Cunningham, brilliant director. Apollo thirteen, stuff like that. Superb films, really good director. I like him. Um, but there's just a major problem. I, I like uh, the guy that played the rat did a really good job. He was really like him. Uh, that's Nicky Lauda for anyone that didn't know. The, and and um, Thor, what's his name? Chris oh, Hemingway. Yeah, Chris Hemingway. Yeah, he was good. He was Chris Hemingway again, great actor. Yeah. I like the guy. He's all right. But <clears throat> I, he just can't make a film. There's two problems I have with it. The, the, the one-dimensional portrayal of Nicky Lauda. Mm. That's the man that can, you know, they basically made him out to be an engineer that had a steering wheel. Yeah. You yeah. never become three times world champion in two so, teams by just being somebody who sets a car up. So here's the question. But Can the thing, that's, the thing that's not really, really wrong mm. is I watch real motorsport. Yeah. And all the cars look like they're doing three miles an hour while they're shaking a camera and cutting lots of angles. Yeah. It's so it, they'd have done better if they'd made a cartoon. Thanks. It's well, I, just terrible. It's funny because that was one of the first films, well, a, film, a few motorsport films I've ever been to that I took um, my family members along who were not motorsport fans. Like my, I was actually I saw it in a lovely little cinema in London, in North London, <laughs> uh, with my mother and my uh, um, and in-laws, um, and uh, and they loved it. They were really quite um, quite. Uh, it was a wonderful atmospheric. Uh, it was one of these uh, cinemas where you sit on a sofa. You know, and the whole thing, you've got tables around you. And it was really, really nice, actually. Um, and uh, so we watched it there. But I, I thought, you know, it was one of the few motorsport movies that people can, that can maybe get away as a motorsport movie because it kind of, it obviously has a real story behind it. Um, and compared to some, you remember, because like um, Stallone did um, uh, one movie, and that was terrible. <laughs> so, that yeah, was, but Stallone also did The Expendables. And if you yeah, see that, yeah, film, was, yeah, which you, was you want to get, you want one of the bullets to come through the <laughs> I so mean, that, that is the thing. That my, doors are less are less wooden than they're acting. Anyway, carry on. Yeah. So my big question is today is oh, yes, can yes. Formula One afford to get more politically correct? Can it afford to lose its real characters? Because when you think about it, Bernie Eccleston was pretty <laughs> great. I mean, a real character. Yeah, great. Man in the world. I mean, you know. And Pick, all the old people that Lara Croft has tried to destroy, Bernie Eccleston probably ran them all. You know, yeah. I you mean, know, Illuminati. The, I don't know. But you think of all the bosses of the Formula One teams, um, you know, which now pretty much people like Ron Dennis. I mean, whether you like him or hate him, he was a character. I mean, you know, you really oh. messed with him. You know, <laughs> he was I mean, the little bouncer. Yeah, I mean, he was honestly, you know, he was the guy. Even the jacket he had on looked like yeah. an old skinhead jacket. He, even people like Tom Walkinshaw, you thought actually you wouldn't mess with him. He was, you know, they were all strong. He reminded me of my now ex and long dead father in law. Seriously, he looks just he like him. Yeah. 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 So, you know, they're all, I think they all have F1 bosses, you know, the team bosses. I mean, they had to do <clears> so much to get where they were. I mean, they were they were very successful. And Ken Tyrrell, who was, yeah, I yeah. think, Jackie Stewart is the most honorable man he'd ever met. Yeah, yeah. He, he was in that team on a handshake, and he mm. never signed a thing in his entire career. Yeah, yeah. never had to. Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of people I respect. Right. Well, okay. Um, 
Because where it's going. The problem is, is that in the world we're in now, an organisation like that yeah. has to follow yeah. the world. And the Trinity Media and those people, they're trying to get, they're not trying to keep F1 fans. They're trying to get the whole world to watch them. They're trying to be football. Yeah. They're trying to be the universal sport. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't like a lot of things that go on in the world, mm. but I don't like political correctness because yeah. people shouldn't be stopped from speaking their mind. People shouldn't be stopped, even if you don't like it. What people need to do is to learn how to disagree without being stupid about it or to stand up for themselves or whatever. Yeah. That's yeah. what they need to do. So, yeah, political correctness, no, I'd, I'd, as long as the racing was good, I'd still yeah. watch it, someone like me, uh, because that's what I'm there for. I don't give a flying foo bar about the people in charge. I don't care. I, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a celebrity watcher, um, even though I'm on Instagram. Um, yeah. It's mainly to laugh at Kate Beckinsale making a, a fake pizza out of a cat, <laughs> um, which she did, dressed as a cat. Yeah. <clears throat> also, she's got a really nice backside. And um, <laughs> what she had is rocking. And uh, you wouldn't get that anywhere else, trust me. <laughs> uh, apart from on Kate Beckinsale's YouTube uh, Instagram channel, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> just she's funny as anything, though. And I people, wish we were endorsed by her, that'd be quite funny. But, uh, but yeah, so it's just interesting because I know that, yeah, to I, I know what you're saying, I don't think it will yeah. make any difference yeah. either way. F1, if you haven't heard so far for all our, our current listeners and our, our new listeners and viewers, um, F1 has made a statement today um, saying that they're going to be bringing out a whole bunch of new things regarding inclusion and diversity and all this kind of stuff um, yeah. in, the next, in the oncoming weeks. So, and Look, think, well, what I think we need to see what they're going to be because we have also had Ross Braun and um, oh, the, uh, Binotto, yeah. In all this kind of stuff, all make very similar statements about how yes, we want to do everything we can to encourage a more diverse yeah. driver and lineup and paddock and this kind of stuff, which is not saying we are going to be positively discriminating, but it's not yeah. actually saying that. And the, and uh, um, Mario Bonotto has said you got to start in schools. You've got to go into the yeah. schools and get the girls wanting, liking Formula One uh, and, and other minorities, whatever minorities you, you consider, you've got to get yeah. them liking Formula One and motorsport first. Yeah. Then, yeah. because they've specifically said it's still got to be on merit. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I think the Mercedes team, no, the Ferrari team have got a scheme now where they are active. They've got a, a female-only um chance to get into the ferrari driver program that's right yeah. right yeah but this is not this is like a formula w it's not the, the statement they came out with was they recognize how hard it is for for example women to get into motorsport uh -huh. it, it, for what for whatever reason it is difficult so we are going to be doing this to see if we can get find any female drivers who have the standard of driving mm. that we can then put them in the driver program so they've got the money to race in f4 now yeah. that's not the same as going we are going to replace some lads with lasses we don't really matter who they are is it 
I just would have I would have loved to. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 that nuance is very important. I would Everything. never support some, someone just put, putting in a minority in a yeah, car because they're a minority. Yeah, and I don't think yeah. anybody that's a decent most sport fan would. No, I see. I think I think my my concern is that if they did something like that, I think it would really put off a lot of people. I think there's a lot of folk who are kind of middle of the road, you do not not into all the politics that's going on just now, and they just want to have good racing and get on with it. They're a bit fed up with things how it's already changed quite a bit and how they've got rid of some of the characters and some of the stuff that was quite fun of Formula One, and they've kind of got rid of all that. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they don't want to see anymore. They don't want to see people, you know, bowing the knee at, at Grand Prix or, or, you know, wearing particular T-shirts supporting whatever group it might be. But flipping that on its head, you're talking about getting rid of characters. Someone bowing the knee and expressing themselves is someone with a character. Yeah. As long yeah, as someone's yeah. allowed to express other things... Yeah, yeah, that it's not all one thing. You know, should, shut up. I, I disagree. No, let him say what he likes. That's his yeah. life. You know. Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't, you know, I, I, I wouldn't use him as a, as a as a wise old man. You know, I wouldn't be yeah. going to for advice. Which I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like the football <laughs> thing. But yesterday on the football, I think one of the teams, all the all the players took the knee, and you have to think, well, what happened if one of those players on that team? Didn't want to take the knee. Maybe he didn't go along with it. Yeah, no, that's that's that would be hard because that's then if he didn't, he would probably have been fired. I mean, the way it's more going at the moment, most of my heart is male suicide. Seventy-six percent, seventy seventy-six percent of all suicide is male. Yeah, yeah. No one even knows that, and they certainly don't care. And I was watching a TED talk by a woman who's uncle took his own life and he was a successful doctor 47 years old and because of that it affected her so much that she started really working to try and help men specifically because of the numbers and because no one is not kill themselves now you know <clears throat> a lot of the comments underneath the youtube ted talk were that if a man was making that talk, people would be attacking them for, for not looking after women properly and this kind of stuff. It, it took a woman to say it for it to be taken seriously. Yeah. Does that make, if you understand what I'm saying? So, I know exactly what you mean. If someone in that football team went, well, I don't agree with what's going on here. Yeah, they'd be ripped to shreds. In the same way that if a man says, um, you need someone to light your face. All right. I think that's get, probably a cap. Hang on. Get get a torch, put it underneath, and go, whoa. The point is, is that it's both a serious subject, but one thing you're allowed to say and the other thing you're not, and that's the political correctness. That's right. that's the, 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 the mass social media backlash, everyone jumping onto a bandwagon. Yeah. Yeah. not been able to express themselves that I completely disagree with. You know? Yeah. One of the ones that we our little channel is the way that we can say, nah, he's yeah. rubbish. And the thing is, rubbish, whatever. the but danger is, is that, they, that they react to people and the things that, you know, if they think about it long enough and look at it properly, they would realise not to get involved with because we had, there's a great clip out there today um, of a lady who was supposed to be on the Lambeth advisory board for the police down in London. Um, and she was put on Channel 4 with Kathy Newman 
um, to talk about should the Winston Churchill statue be taken down. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and she said, well, um, yes, I've heard uh, views on both sides, you know, that perhaps he was a racist, that perhaps he was this or that or not. Oh, he definitely was. But, I mean, but, that's, uh, that's but, yeah, the best thing was, though, <laughs> and she's a pastor, she's simply a minister, she's a pastor. I don't know what church it is, but she's a pastor. And she's on this advisory board. Um, right. And said, well, I've never met him, meaning referring, I've never met Churchill. She didn't even, she thought he was alive today. She thought he was somebody who was alive today. I know. Yes, yes. It's, it's honestly, it's absolutely true. You can watch it on, it's on YouTube. She's, you know, and I the best problem. I don't yes, watch that. Yeah, it's I'm absolutely it's crazy. Right and it, it is coming from everywhere. There's all sorts of instances where, no, where people are. I mean, well, she's quite young. Uh, she's quite young. Oh, and, is then see this is the problem people don't know yeah people don't know what they're talking about they don't know who these people are they've got no connection to it yeah, yeah. my dad was in world war ii you know yeah we, uh, we we were brought up when we were still very relatively close to it yeah yeah i was you know yeah yeah i mean I, you know, we were early 70s and yeah uh that that world war ii finished uh hear the stories of people a lot of people that were still alive about what happened yeah. um uh, Churchill, Churchill did lots of things that people didn't like. He was not well liked when he became prime minister in World War Two. Yeah, what happened in World War One? Yeah, uh, hundreds of thousands of people that got killed because of a very serious mistake he made. Yeah, but this is something I seem to be able to do, and other people don't seem to be able to do. You can, you know, <clears throat> the human race is there's all sorts of people that screw up, and yeah. well, you know. That but you see what I'm trying to get at is that if Formula One listens to people like, you know, you're going to get a lot of people shouting out like, we've got to do all this diversity, we've got to have this, we've got to have that. And then you find out they don't actually know the basics, you know, because they're basically just shouting and being heard. Well, they can make grave errors of judgment because they might say, right, we're going to have everybody kneeling at the front. So we're going to have all of this. Something called the Dunning-Kruger effect. Okay, this is a real thing. And the Dunning-Kruger effect uh, has been pretty um, solidly proved. Mm. And it is a fact that people who don't know much, now seriously, people yeah. okay. who don't know very much or maybe aren't capable of knowing very much are always a lot more confident in their knowledge yeah. than people who have a, a deeper and more subtle understanding of something. So that, so that you get confidence is up here, and then as you get... Which way are we going? Uh, that way. No, that way. It, as, as you get more knowledge, your confidence goes yeah. down because you realise how much you don't know. Yeah, yeah. And that's the point. If you don't know anything, you don't know you don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know something. And then as you learn more, and as you get more, you fill in the gaps and you get more of a subtle understanding, you realise you don't actually know very much and yeah. things aren't as simple as you, as you think. Yeah. But now well, everyone has a voice and they're just interviewing anybody. No, yeah, and, mm -hmm. and no one listens to people who don't sound confident. So. Yeah. But, <laughs> no, and the, the interesting thing being, obviously it, it was somebody from the African um, community from, uh, from, from Lambeth, uh, and she was already on this advisory board. Now, if that had been somebody like myself and been asked about Churchill and said, oh, I've never met him. What's he like? You know, I've heard he's nice. You know, there would have been it would have been on every bit of media, every bit of thing. I mean, oh, really? How did he go from being the person of the century? Yeah, to being hated. I mean, a month ago we were celebrating VE Day, and now it's on to this. Um, but you know, now it's they want to take every statue down. 
So, yeah, it's interesting because we just don't, you know, I think Formula One has got some things that, you know, we kind of hang on to, like it's engines, it's, it's glamour, it's fun. Nuance. No one's got nuance anymore. No one, everything's yeah. either this or this. Now, yeah. it, it's pretty well documented, Churchill's attitudes. He yeah. was very racist. He hated Africans. Uh, it's, it's a well-known thing, you know, this isn't made up. Yeah. And he did save this country from... Yeah. Really yeah. terrible things. Yeah. So if you can, if you can go, all right. The guy was an arse in many respects. <laughs> he was a drunkard, and he was, you know, the list goes on. Was, he knew he had all these faults himself. A lot of them. Yeah. The statue isn't there to celebrate those things. The statue is there to celebrate what he did for this yeah. country in World War Two. Which, yeah. if it had gone south, we wouldn't yeah. be having this conversation about yeah. anything. Yeah. So I, I don't he, so, he a fascist dictatorship that would yeah. be spanning the whole of the world. Come I mean, my, my thing is, is just we. I don't think Formula One can afford to have to take bad advice, especially from groups of people that are really being found out. Unfortunately, not to be with an awful lot of knowledge, certainly about sport and Formula One, and be able to make good long-term um, decisions. And a lot of it, I think that's I think that's genuinely why many of the team bosses and all that have not said a single thing and have stayed so far out of it because they know they're in for a serious sport and they need to get on and make it work. If they get involved in all this politics <laughs> stuff, they will fall on their faces. You know, it will be a, a big mistake. And that's kind of the thing that I'm coming from. And unfortunately, I think it's a lot of people who are getting involved in this in Formula One, some of the drivers. I think they've been very poorly advised and they've jumped on a bandwagon thinking it will be great for their following. But actually, when they're found out that these followings are not maybe great, or the, the people that they're that they're supposedly supporting um, might not be particularly wholesome. Then, then they, it could come back to bite them. But again, this is another problem. With this, I mean, I, I I understand where you're coming from, Hugh, uh, and and with un, uh, ill-considered and ill-advised responses, absolutely. Mm. Uh, though I still stick by that if someone wants to say something about something and they feel passionate yeah. about it, go for it. I won't judge them on that in most, yeah. you know, I might yeah. not like them as a person, I might not agree with them, but I won't, I won't be there going, Rrr. and that's the difference, you see. I won't be making snap decisions and about yeah. these people who come out with stuff, because yeah. on the other side of things, <clears throat> the whole, the whole chain of events has happened since um, George, George Floyd. Yeah, and, and all that kind of stuff and other stuff that's gone on in america and the things that have gone on with people across the world whatever all the different yeah. things the chain of events that's happened is so complex and has so yeah. many facets to it so yeah. you're getting riots that are happening sometimes because peaceful protests have been attacked you're getting looting going on by people that are in the protest groups and you also get looting people not in the protest groups and they've right. been reported in different ways to make it look like something and then they're right. reported by another side in a different way to make it look like yeah. something else and it's just a mess yeah. so I think as human beings what we need to do and what Formula yeah. 1 is, and I think they're actually, the bosses are doing very well in this hence the statement something will be coming out and they're not just making snap decisions yeah. Yeah. it's going right there is a human problem here it would be nice to have a more diverse mix of people in this sport. What can we do about that? That's screwing the yeah. sport. Uh, and and see, what's quite an interesting thing for me is that 
the BLM website comes out with this thing that they want to get rid of capitalism and replace it with basically communism. You know, many of them are very hardline socialists. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't think communist Russia had a massive influence on Formula One over the years in terms of how many drivers. So there are the particular drivers who are supporting that group and who are saying, yeah, we, we're backing it. We think it's great. They want, you know, the, many of the ones who run that group are, they are, you know, they want to bring down Western civilization and no, replace it with communism. Yeah, no, no, no political system is going to yeah. fix yeah, and if you can, capitalism particularly. Yeah, but at least it's kind of worked, in, and it has a history where we've been able to actually afford to do Formula One. You know, in terms of it has allowed that. You're not going to have that if you're going to support communism, because communism hasn't really produced a massive amount of Formula One race drivers. Anything, correctly, if I'm wrong. But um, in terms of all our viewers and our listeners as well. So my my, my point is, why would you support something if you're going to put your name to something? You need to look at what we actually support. Because when you realise what they do support, you wouldn't want to have. He's out of a job. Hamilton's out of a job. His money's gone. His wealth is gone. It's, Everything it's, he's got is gone. Um, it, because it's um, taken over. It, so people are seeing Black Lives Matter as a reaction against the death, a, a tragic and and yeah, but evil death of, that's of, what of, they're kind of yeah, led to see. Not, but it's a lot more than that. They're not seeing all this other stuff. And there's a lot of anger involved. Mm. There's a lot of reaction involved. Um, and, and the, you know, yeah. other crazy. Are scratching for solutions in a reaction yeah. against what they see as the problem. Um, <laughs> yeah, that North Korea is about the only one left. Still involved yeah, in the problem. It's, the, it, it's humans. Yeah. You know, in, in, you know, for, for all, because my brother was a, a Marxist and he used to quote. <laughs> you always get one in the family. There's always one in the family somewhere. He's older than me. And he <laughs> just he knew it by heart, and he would yeah. quote yeah. end marks till yeah. I was so bored. And yeah. some of it was like, oh, that's lovely. That's really nice. But then you look at communist yeah. Russia, millions yeah. of people that were murdered by Stalin, yeah. And yeah. by Trotsky, and all these people. And you go, well, that didn't quite work out, did it? That really yeah. wasn't really looking after. <laughs> It's tens of millions dead, and you know, well, however it started, for whatever reason it started, and it started because there were thousands and hundreds of thousands of people starving yeah, yeah. very badly in Tsarist Russia, so that the reaction was, Let's stop this, and then it got taken over by the same people that were just as evil <laughs> that got to the top of that organization and did the same again. It's just yeah. had a different name. <laughs> yeah, you, you will always get some evil git taking over and running it. And and you will always get people to, you know, it's like when you used to go shopping in over there. They're all shopped in the same shop, but the 10th floor was for the party leader. And you could get caviar. And the first floor, you were lucky to get bread. It's kind yeah. of, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was, it was completely one-sided. It was horrendous. All I'm um, saying is, is that the solution isn't to make a new organisation for some yeah, yeah, to yeah. take over. The solution think, any of these things is individual yeah. looking after each other. Yeah, and I think that this is the big thing. It kind of comes back down to, I don't think these Formula One drivers have really looked at the politics of it. Um, they have only said, they think it's a movement about race, but actually when you look at those movements, they're actually not about race, it's about power and about changing whole political systems. Like that, that's yeah. the problem. And the, it will come back to bite them because I think they've made a very poor decision. 
And that's why the older drivers and the more experienced other than Hamilton and the team bosses are not really having anything to do with it. They're not going to make any statements and just say that we're here to do Formula One um, and, that, and that's it kind of thing. And I think that's the best way to deal with it is to stay out of the politics. Um, and as fans as well, we don't but, want yeah, politics in it. Like this, is, this, is, this is to try to that that you just mm-hmm. said, is that I have seen hundreds of statements, hundreds of posts on Facebook and Twitter and all these different things where they're saying, you cannot avoid this. You cannot just stay out. So people are being pressured into getting involved. And the problem is, is that if you, you know, as, a, as, as one of the supposedly privileged white males of this life, which I know, I know, I know. to be uh, labelled as that when people have no clue yeah. what on in my life or the upbringing I've had. Um, if I if I were to get involved to try and help, you know, and yeah. kind of stuff, I'd just be labelled as someone jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah. What would have been interesting, I mean, Catherine Newman obviously let that go because she knew that that was the biggest whopper that they had left. I mean, someone who thinks that Winston Churchill is alive today and <laughs> is, on a, is on a police advisory board is insane. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, you would never let that go. You would say you do realise he's dead. You know, you, know, you do realise he died a number of years ago. Know, ago. But he didn't, he didn't even make any fuss. Now, could you imagine if that had been Andrew Neil? You know, doing the same kind of comment, you know, been interviewed. I mean, he would have, he would have said, you know, he, he is dead. Um, but this and, he, and he probably would have been fired for the result because he, well, he may have said, oh, he was too nasty against somebody. But you're going to point out the facts. Um, so I think I think that's where it is uh, in Formula One, isn't it? That if you're going to make Jeremy Paxman or something, he would have ripped her head off. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it does show that we are giving in to people um, who are you know we're letting everyone have a voice. But we're not even testing that voice for any kind of educated view or anything, you know. You know, they're they're banning people like Jermaine Greer, who was 20 years ago, was being touted as the goddess of feminism and all that stuff. You know, she's in charge because she knows everything. They're all talking about how they've read a book and it's changed their lives and we're going to stop all these men taking over and being horrible. It's kind of crazy. She's not allowed to say anything because it will upset somebody because she has an opinion. Yeah. And this is why I say, I, I did a, a YouGov, I did YouGov surveys, and I did a YouGov survey today, and they had a question which I refused to answer, and I put in the comments at the end because the question was, do you think the media is irresponsible and should be have tighter controls? Now, that's two questions. And I don't necessarily believe that they're both mutually inclusive. Yes, I do think the media is irresponsible because they so they get more listeners, readers, whatever it might be, and it isn't an accurate representation. But I don't think the government should be in charge of the media. (laughs) The funny thing was there was one Chris Cuomo, who's a CNN uh, presenter whose brother is the governor of New York. Okay. Um, when the protests were going on, he said another crazy um, quote, saying, in, where does it say in any of our, you know, in the, in the, any of the First Amendments or the amendments of, you know, of their, of their the American, um, what do they call it, you know, the, 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 uh, the you know, the, the diktats that they have. The, right. the, the, the Constitution. The Constitution. Where does it say in the Constitution 
um, that protests have to be peaceful and quiet. <laughs> and and then there's a lot, there's a guy who did a video. He's a young boy who's eating some crisps, right, on YouTube. You'll see it on YouTube. And he says, actually, it's in the First Amendment that people have the right to peaceful protest, <laughs> but not, not kind of carnage and everything else. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> they got like millions of views because obviously he's not done his homework and he hasn't even read the First Amendment. Um, you know, but it shows you that the, the, the media are stirring this all up. Um, and it's almost like to create a kind of civil war, probably because it's an election uh, uh, year. And that's why in America, certainly. Um, but uh, P uh, Ant was saying, yeah, the, in, there's, um, it's in Washington, D.C. There are there's a block of six blocks um, that have been taken over by this group and they're running about themselves. There's a massive amount of crime that the police gave up. You know, they had to flee from one of the buildings from mm. their police um, district thing from their building because it was under attack. Um, they burned down another one. And now the, the, the BLM lot are, and Antifa are running it themselves. And there's all sorts of crime and problems and issues um, and and uh, the governor there, or the mayor of, of uh, Washington D.C., is refusing to 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 move them out. Uh, but people who actually live there, who are trying to work and do things, are being under threat every day. It's kind of crazy. But I know we've kind of diverged a little bit from F1. But if, know, we, yeah. go, if we go on that run, this is the this is the problem. People don't know what they're supporting because they've not been educated enough or to think they need to think for themselves to go and check these things out before you just support something like that. Otherwise. People will make rash decisions, and it will come back to to hurt, whether it be Formula One or their or themselves in this way. You know? I, I think. I mean, in, I'm talking specifically for Formula One, but but also for the rest of the world. I think yeah. that what needs to happen is we need to let people say what they think, even yeah, exactly, wrong, yep. even if it's uninformed. But we all need to learn how to react to it. Yeah. And be sensible. The thing that's been upsetting me has been people's reactions to other people's statements. So when yeah. somebody puts and, and they make it clear afterwards when they're trying to defend themselves, all lives matter, and you know it's terrible. Yeah, which is what. And then they get attacked by a hundred people saying, yeah. "You white, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, typical," you know, including by Pink, who, yeah. who yeah. got the head up the arse, get lost, and I'm like, "What?" Yeah. That isn't the way. Yeah, they there's no tolerance from people who supposedly speak tolerance. There's no tolerance. Dialogue. There's no. Yeah. How can you learn? How can you change? If I ask somebody what their life was like and they get really angry with me because it's obvious that I've been privileged all my life and they won't talk to me about it, how, how does that yeah. help anybody? Yeah, exactly. I've got a genuine fascination yeah. with people's lives. With cultures, with all sorts of things, you know. If somebody, I, I used to have friends from all over Africa as a student, you know, uh, I, one of my friends was called Comfort. Beautiful. Oh man. yeah, yeah. And he said, yeah. You know, like the fabric softener, and he was from Swaziland, and he had, he, oh, he loved. One of the things I loved about his culture is that you had to feed him, and vice versa. You couldn't just turn up and not be fed. You had to be fed. That was. The, and that's a yeah. cultural thing. And yeah. it's a fantastic culture. Now, there's other cultural things I don't like. I don't, I'm not a particular fan of things like the burqa and all that kind of stuff. It's not a race issue. That's, I don't like that. Yeah. And I'm allowed yeah. to say that. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say that, and I've got my reasons. And I will have a conversation with someone. And at the end of that conversation, we may disagree. Probably will. Yeah. And that will be fine too. All of yeah. these things are fine. 
Yeah, but you can still right. you can still like each other, and then that that is the thing. I, the so yeah. yeah. I can't be having someone attacking me and telling me what they think I am. Yeah. In the same way that I would not do that to them. Yeah. D does yeah. that make sense? So. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That yeah. is what needs to change. I don't care. I'm Danny Ricardo can say that he hates all. We're very distressed. We've made that up. In case there's only things that'll be already going on to Hot Sports saying, where was that said? <laughs> yeah, Danny Ricardo <laughs> didn't say anything. All he says yeah. is gonna beat everybody and win. That's what he said. Yeah. No, that's the thing. And probably on that note, we've been going for over an hour and it's been a political a particularly political show tonight. Which is quite good, quite interesting, eh? We're we're, we're going up different avenues all the time. Now in the background you can see that picture there. If you subscribe to the show, you're gonna do it on YouTube, you're gonna subscribe on YouTube and give us a like as well. Um and obviously watch our shows when you can, that would be fantastic. Um then you'll be in in the hat to for a chance. To win this special wall tile of Ayrton Senna and Juan Manuel Fangio, which is oh, yeah, yeah. it's not quite yeah. and uh, and we're, it's going to be once we hit the 1000 subscriber mark, then we'll put all the names into a hat and you could be winning that incredible wall tile. What but it's been a sorry, what kind of hat? Uh, I don't know, maybe I've got to put it in my crash helmet, I'll put it in my big crash helmet and then I'll tip them all out. And that because you ought to be watching because you need two people to make sure it's all genuine. Is it, so gold, is it a gold star crash helmet? Is it race? It's, a, it's the most basic white crash helmet you've ever seen. That, uh, in terms of, I don't mean actually white helmet, it's a white crash helmet. Before anyone starts to put any kind of remark on it, it's, 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 it's 30 years old. White, uh, achromatic. Yes, yes, it's painted in white because it was the cheapest one I could buy. Yeah. And uh, from the shop, from the go kart shop. So I got a, a car helmet and a pair of racing boots at the same time. So that was the thing. But oh, that quote hey, one uh, name was. Time says Ant. <laughs> I might have to at this rate. But, uh, <laughs> it's still but, uh, the thing. Oh, well. but we might well have. Uh, I'm waiting on Louise Kim Walker to come back to me, the double world ladies' oh. world champion, rally mm. champion. So I'm she hoping. Yeah, and her daughter, assumingly, was this, the national rally champion of 2017, I think, the women's uh, rally champion of 2017. I'll need to double check, but it's on Wikipedia. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so I'm hoping I can get Louise might be able to get her daughter as well. Which comes on. What the split is between male and female rally drivers, because yeah. I've heard it before, and I'll say it until I'm blue in the face. Um, there is no reason why a woman can't be as fast or faster than any bloke. The, 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 the equipment's the same, you know, eyes, head, nose, gob, arse, yeah. feet, hands, you know, the stuff, you know. Um, <clears throat> there's nothing to stop that happening. So it must just be a numbers game then, if there's, if there's less of them. And it's the money as well. They all need a lot of money. Um, to, to be able to, to do it. But rallying slightly different, to be fair. Uh, but I'm hoping, to, obviously, to hear back from Louise, either hopefully with a yes, as you can do in the show. Um, the, and then, and then, the what? Simonite sisters, they weren't twins. They were on oh, right. gear. They were good. They used to do, um, it was kind of like they had souped up Land Rovers, didn't they? But yeah, they yeah, yeah. Well, I'm hoping yeah. to get Louise, and maybe perhaps we might even be able to get her daughter as well uh, to do an online show. That would be That would be great. Because um, it's great to get local rallying legends, and especially Louise, with you know double world ladies world champion, I've been trying to get her for quite a while. So hopefully now we'll get a chance to to get her on the show. And um, but there you go. 
So you've been watching the Car Sim and Race Driver Show, and make sure you subscribe if you haven't already, and share out the show with all your motorsport buddies. Should we change this name to the Car Sim and Race Driver Politics Show? No. Well, we might have to. We might be away. I'm going to have to give every politics bit. Every, every politics Drive hashtag. Don't forget to vote. You have to change it. Drive past to the polling station. <laughs> Thank Drive. you very much for watching and for listening. And I'll leave our famous saying to Andrew. Oh, I forgot to say it again. Drive fast and try not to crash. Thanks for watching. Bye just now.